cool we are back at it again uh episode two call your own shots uh and for everyone that is first time listener first time viewer uh unfamiliar with the the, the shot callers media platform uh and the the new uh call your own shots podcast uh welcome we, we thank you uh essentially these are conversations with diverse creators uh marketers within the sports entertainment industry uh, and really just giving them a platform, giving them their flowers to talk about not only how they identify their passion within sports and entertainment uh, and the industry overall, but, uh, you know, what they're working on now. So we can kind of highlight all the great things that they're doing, uh, but also for the next generation of sports industry influencers and professionals. Uh, the goal here is to kind of provide a, a variety of uh, different uh, men and women, diverse creatives that are doing some dope stuff uh in and around the industry and uh you know hopefully we'll inspire educate uh and shine a light on all the the different roles that are out there too so uh with episode two uh i i'm, I'm here with a, a good friend good colleague uh dj cattrell uh appreciate you brother thank you for jumping on uh producer at one team partners uh well first and foremost appreciate you for, for, for jumping on um yeah, man, uh, it's been it's been a while. Uh, me and you go back uh, some years as well through our body armor days. Yeah, 2019 when I first met you. 2019, yeah, those those are some good years. We did a lot of great work, a lot of hustle was involved over there at uh, at Body Armor. So uh, nothing but great things. But um, obviously, uh, you know, you being able to work with me and, and vice versa to see you, you know, continue to matriculate and and, and grow. Uh, throughout your professional career uh, is amazing, man. Um, you know, I, I love what you're doing. Uh, and, you know, this is a great opportunity for us, not only to, to give you flowers, uh, but just to learn more about what you're doing. The the production realm within sports and entertainment is is, is blowing up massively. Um, and there's a lot going on, obviously, within sports media, but content. Um, and there's a lot of people that want to get into, you know, production from a video. Yeah uh photo side of things too so there's a lot of good stuff going on but uh but yeah dj uh obviously like i said before producer at one team partners uh you know branded content specialist uh for a number of very popular brands uh bud light pepsi uh you know fanatics as well so uh and also a hashtag sports creative color uh honoree this past year as well so definitely salute you i uh, want to give you your flowers man but uh but yeah, man, let's 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 get started. Let's get jump right into it. Um, but before we get started, though, thank you, though. I do appreciate you because when I first interned the Candle Body Armor, you definitely embraced me. But not only that, usually I always had the picture of like when people, you know, intern, they kind of get cold turkey a lot sometimes. But like you, you brought me around, took me to the MBPA art show. I met Andrew Omar. Like that was like my first, you know moment of where i felt like i belonged somewhere but also where i just saw people who look like me in this space and then got to un like learn their background and like why they chose it you know to go this profession etc it played a part because now like i got mentees from that you know what i'm saying so like i definitely you know appreciate that so for sure likewise man no, I, I appreciate you uh for taking the time out i know you're west coast based in la now and you're back on the east coast too so i uh, appreciate the, this the scheduling as well um cool man yeah let's jump into it uh if, if you can just give a a brief mm -hmm. background um i know you're from jersey but you know just yeah. kind of give us a background to how you got into the industry of sports yeah. 
kind of what your interest was. Definitely. I'm from like like Bryce said, I'm from Jersey, but I'm from the greater half of South Jersey, um, Millville, New Jersey at that. Um, to be honest, getting into the industry wasn't really it really was I wouldn't necessarily say it was a, a thing in mind coming out of high school. You know what I mean? Coming out of high school, I just want to be a state trooper in New Jersey. I ain't even gonna lie to you, bro. Like that's one of the dudes kind of like chase your pension, live, whatever, work for like 20, 30 years and you're done, right? Um, but like I would say maybe like 2017, I had met like four people from Nike at a gym down in my hometown and they were like testing out new shoes and um, on an athlete. And I was just like, man, like you guys get, you know, you, you guys have a fun, you bullshit, you know, joking around, but you're still working at the same time. And at that moment, I was just trying to figure out what's going on in life. You know what I mean? I didn't think that was possible, you know what I mean, to obtain. So I was just like, man, like, fuck, I'm just going to go back, go back to school, change my major. I don't want to be a cop no more because I seen this because I always wanted to be an athlete. But, you know, I wasn't blessed with the athletic ability, you know, to take me to yeah. the, you know, to the professional level. But next, next level, um, right. to the next level, you know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, man, I just went back to school. You know, I started under I started to learn the value of networking at an early age. And one thing led to another where I ended up meeting, like, you know, Mike Fideli in Arizona. Um, and honestly, bro, I just, I was just asking, I was like, hey, man, like, I couldn't get, I told him straight off, like, I couldn't, I couldn't get an internship in NBC Sports in Philly. Couldn't get none of that Comcast Sports. I couldn't get no internships at all. So I was just like, hey, I understand that you're the VP of marketing at Body Armor. Like, I got to get an internship. And, you know, that, that right there was, my you know my segue of getting in but i mean it was a lot of work like being an intern enough and body armor was a lot of work you know i mean running all through the city which is great because i was still able to connect with people at a very you know surface level but i still was able to get the numbers if i ever need anything it's just like hey like i, I don't care about cold calls i'm gonna do that so that kind of like that was like my first entryway in the industry but it's just it's a lot it's a lot like that grind was something serious bro because i was still working i was a correction officer at that time too, interning, um, working 40 hours, three days a week. I met, yeah, three days a week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 6 a.m. to 10 at night. I'm driving up to New York, you know, moved there for three months, driving back home. Then after those three months, I was just like, I'm not, I'm not done interning. Like I wanted, I would either want a job at Body Armor just because when I, I knew the, the outcome, you know, when you get that check, obviously when they sold, but <laughs> it was also like a family there too, which I actually liked, but also, I just knew three months wouldn't have been enough for me. So I just like, fuck it. I'm going to just drive up here every single day till, till I get a job somewhere. And then like, and then, it's just a lot. Cause even during that time, I'm flying to LA too, just to network with people too at the same time, bro. So like, that's how I really caught my break. Just put myself out there. Yeah. I mean, you, I almost forgot about the fact that you were living in South Jersey at the time, making yeah. like a two hour, two hour and a half drive, you know, up into the city as well. And Queens. you know, sport, yeah, Queens, like not even the city, Queens. Um, you know, people, the sports industry is so unique because to be a lawyer, four year degree, law school. Uh, you know, if you want to be a doctor, you know, undergraduate degree, uh, you know, med school, you know, what what have you. After that, in sports, it's a variety of different paths you can go in. You could go to grad school, uh, you know, undergrad especially if you want to be an agent, if you want to do uh, a lawyer, whatever like that. But, you know, certain things are not 
required. There's no blueprint. There's no uh, quote unquote template to to do. And, and honestly, that's a big reason why I wanted to create the Call Your Own Shots podcast. That's why I wanted to kind of shine a light with the Shop Calls media platform is because there's a, a wide range of people, men and women that are coming up that are trying to be in, that are interested in you know the industry. When I was coming out, graduating in 2011 from Hampton, there was no quote unquote blueprint. Like the 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 thing that we see with sports content right now is just was not even a, a thought. It might have been like one percent loaded up at, at that point. So the fact that you were you know putting yourself in position to you know get turned away, to be accepted, to get the no, to get the yes, that's a great thing right there. That that's initiative. That's drive that everyone needs to have regardless of what industry you're in but especially sports um yes. secondly you know you you took on uh, a, a massive you know opportunity you were you know like you said you were driving you know stuff like that some people that are offered internships or early uh stage uh opportunities or roles they want the cookie cutter they want the perfect scenario so at times it's not always going to be perfect. And I think obviously you're a credit to, to that too, in terms of, you know, getting your foot in the door, but as long as you get yeah. your foot in the door, um, you know, you, you, you could do that. So that definitely makes sense. And a lot of um, wisdom in, in that, the beginning uh, right there. Yeah. It's, it's, man, I done learned a lot, not only by myself, but obviously now that I'm, well, I was, I'm 28 now. So I was what, 24 maybe. So like, I'm still like, trying to figure out life in general you know what i mean uh, when i already had a full-time job right so it's just like either i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna give it my all and don't care how much i spend on that sense of like investing in, in, in myself and that's when i learned that in order to succeed you know what i mean you really have to invest on yourself like you have to like it doesn't matter you just have to i understood that like i had great parents that allowed me to set the crib i ain't paying no rent all right cool everything i earn you know what I mean? It's going, going, to, going straight to my dreams. I didn't care about paying tolls, going into the city, all over the city. I did not care. Like, I just wanted, to, I just knew I just wanted to do something different than the norm. You know what I mean? Especially from like where I'm from. Like I said, like where I'm from, it's, 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 it's a box. You know what I mean? It's either like you're in law enforcement, you're like a nurse, you're either a blue collar, like you're doing construction, working on the roads, electrician, et cetera. Like, I, which is great, right? But also, like, I knew. I always wanted more, right? And I knew me being here, I wouldn't be who I am today, like at all. My experiences with meeting different people from different backgrounds, different cities, understanding why some people might be, you know, aggressive, right? Or so why some people might be laid back when it comes to certain situations, like all that stuff, like helped shape me to who I am today. So like, and I, and I know. You I know you mentioned the, the the group of people that you saw that were you know working with Nike and, and with the sneakers and stuff like that. Was there anything else that maybe you came across reading or watching, even if social media was you know something that you came across at some point or something production related that kind no. of sparked your interest even more, or was it just that one? It was that just one that, thing? that one interaction, bro. Because I think during that time, like only thing that was really popping in a sense of like content really was really just like the shit that we already knew that Nike was already a killer, you know, and, and creating and storytelling. Right. And obviously you have like Adidas and other brands who are trying to like follow suit, but yeah, I didn't, that didn't ignite my, you know, anything before that seeing commercials and stuff like that didn't ignite my drive. It was really just seeing them guys like, Oh, I designed this shoe 
or I'm I'm getting I'm collecting data on the shoe on like why we should you know we should we should like make it this way for this athlete you know what I mean once I realized you know these guys are doing that I just wanted to get into marketing like that right there was like all right cool I'm getting the marketing because at first I just I didn't even want to do production I didn't know nothing about production and being a producer it was just straight up just marketing and 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 storytelling from that format you know what I mean from that area. It, obviously that's a good segue too because you mentioned storytelling you mentioned marketing those two go hand in hand but also mm-hmm. production which is the visualization of marketing and storytelling coming to life you know you fell right into you know your your passion or something that you were extremely interested in take us through i guess the, your pivot into production uh getting to your, your your role right now what was that like and then learning the yeah. game of production essentially so like when I first started, I was like, you know, I was marketing at Fox Sports West. It was like the regional side of Fox Sports. Um, and then COVID hit and I was just like, like, you know, fuck, like, what am I going to do? I didn't understand. I, I didn't know if I was going to lose my job. I didn't know what was going on. So I, at that moment, I took it upon myself to learn editing a little bit. Right. And once I understood that editing is still is a, is a vital piece of storytelling, it's just like, shit, I can make social content. Right. So we had a TikTok account that probably had 200 followers on it. And I was like, man, you know what? We got all this hot, like all this game footage sitting in art, like just archived. I'm just gonna go through it. Obviously, I'm hop on trends, but also I'm gonna put my own taste on it. And 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 you know what I I think what I like is what most people who are my age or who you know would like to as well start editing. I was like, man, this shit cool as hell. And then I start seeing the numbers go up. So I was like, okay. I know how to work people's brains. This is like me just like sitting there like don't go like think I'm like some mastermind. I'm just like shit. I'm I'm creating, you know, I'm creating value here. Like so I went from 200 followers to 10,000 followers in three months. Then after a year go by, a year and a half go by, that 10,000 turned into like 48,000. Just just from, you know, editing and, st- and telling stories on a TikTok platform. And then at that moment, I started to edit a little bit of on-air promotions, like a little bit for like game tune-ins for like the Angels and um, the Clippers and like the LA Kings and Anaheim Ducks for a little bit, right? So I was like, man, this shit is cool. Like I'm I'm doing some type of storytelling. I'm telling people like, you know, when to tune into a game, I'm telling, I'm making people laugh. I'm making people react to something. So I'm just like, shit, you know, this might be my thing. And then the GM at the time, Lindsay uh, Amstu, she had left to one team partners. And then I did, and when she left, I had saw it. And I was just like, shit, one team looks cool. I see that they're actually doing like high value production, right? And at that moment, still, I didn't really know much about being like a real producer. I just think like a producer, as in just like editing and making making clips, right? Because there's producers that do that. So I hit her up. I'm just like, you know, like, what's one team about? I like, this is when I was tired of like the Fox side of things, right? Not, for like no political reason it was just like more so like all right cool i came and saw it i felt like i conquered enough where i wasn't challenged enough and i just called and asked her and that's when i realized that like you know relationships are everything mm-hmm. and then at that moment she was like you know we ain't got nothing open but you know we might can make something you know make a position up for you while you know we have an employee going on maternity leave and that's when i have went over to one team as an athlete content specialist right and it's kind of like pretty much what I did was just pretty much was associate producer right right away. So as soon as I got over there, 
I got to understand like, oh shit, this is actual production, right? I'm actually being on set, seeing how things operate, seeing how, you know, how we are like pre-production, planning, working with brands, making sure we're, we're gathering all the details to execute, you know, everything at a high level, right? And like that right there was when I got to like where I'm at. So if it wasn't for me, just soft skills, being who I am, person, like having a good personality and just, just being kind and just, just ask, not caring about asking like, you know, hey, what's this about? Like being curious. That's how I got to where I'm at, bro. Just being curious. Right. And I mean, you're asking questions or you're not, not even a leap because obviously you built a relationship with that person to be comfortable enough to text, pick up the phone, call, you know, whatever like that, which is a huge thing right there that right. people have to learn about. Right. And the thing is, when COVID happened, so I was only at for one month before COVID happened. So I didn't really get to interact with Lindsay at the time. So it was just really just like, hey, Lindsay, but I'm going to swing for the fences on this one. You know what I'm saying? So that, like her, she she um, was like my, my entryway. You know what I mean? So... And I mean, I think everyone has, you know, a handful of people at the beginning of their, you know, career or just earlier on that, you know, either vouchers for you, either will always look to kind of help or support you in some form or fashion. Um, but yeah, again, like the the business of relationships, being able to utilize, you know, individuals, not just to kind of use them to get from point A to point B, mm -hmm. but, you know, knowing how much of sports is a who you know versus you know what you know you know right. the ability to have people in your phone or the emails that just be curious about something is huge and, and definitely uh something that you know i think everyone regardless of your profession your industry is something that can be utilized because some people will definitely you know look to help you out based on you know your relationship more than if you have uh, prerequisite experience in something specific. Yeah, because I had none. Like when it came to being a producer, bro, I didn't know I wasn't a PA ever. I never went to film school. I never, you know, studied anything about anything for like I, production. What me? No, nah, I didn't right. know nothing about it. So it's just more so just knowing that my mindset really was just to like, like fucking, I'm a student. Like me asking questions and being curious got to me, got me from being in Millville to Queens, New York to LA. That's it. Always, always ask questions. You're right. So, so what does that, knowing that I don't, I don't know fish out of the water is the, the right <laughs> phrase, but like, you know, you're, you're fresh into this new section of, you know, the industry, mm -hmm. you know, you, you picking people's brains, you asking to sit to kind of get five, 10 minutes of people's time to understand, you know, what their role is. Like, how are you kind of immersing yourself being a sponge, flying the wall, whatever, there and then also providing figure out okay there's there's a lack of x y and z here there's a void here i can provide value by doing mm -hmm. that well i would say before answering that it's just also just like understanding like why like i mean well i'm two years into this now and like kind of like i felt like i'm doing like i'm on a trajectory right i also challenge myself but also understand that like the only way that i would actually learn is kind of like trust your trusting your gut once you trust your gut and have the confidence, you know what I mean? It's just like, okay, failing doesn't, it won't be as painful, right? So once I realized that, it's just like, shit, 
I need to just start asking people questions so I won't fail. Or if I do fail, they're just like, okay, I, I can see why I did it, but I'm going to ask, ask like another person, like, what could I have done better to prevent this? You know what I mean? So for me, I understand that, like, you know, like, bro, I, ask, I don't care who you are. I'm going to go on Instagram. If I see, and if I see your work and if I like your work, oh, bro, I like your work. I'm, you know, like, I'm, I'm a fan of anybody's. So like Andrew Samoa, like, fan of his work once you introduced me to him it was like oh shit let me tap in pick his brain because the work that he has done i'm just like i i need to see this like i need to understand the thought process i need to understand like the like why the how and then it just like when you execute it's just like crazy and then another guy pierce uh was it pierce simpson mm-hmm. like uh i like when i first got in the industry was like one of the first person like IGS saw and he was at complex at the time. I'm just like, man, I'm a fan of this dude because the way he was able to control a set, even though he was like, you know, uh, a talent, but he was a, a talent is still a producer at the end of the day because they still have segue and understand they, they got to, you know, create the questions and know how to mm-hmm. ask the question at the same time. But his ability to like, um, just to get shit out of, doesn't matter who it is, rappers, athletes, it's hard. You know what I mean? It's hard for the average person to do. And conversationally too, yeah. like something that is doesn't feel that feels organic. Yeah, it's very hard. So I always try to like admire people and their work before asking them, you know, their asking questions because I just like I I just can't live life without knowing. Like I can't live life without like understanding how this person got here and understand why they do this work so well. So like for me, it's just like I just want to keep doing it, bro. I don't give. I don't care how old I get. I can be forty. I'm going to ask probably someone 20, like, yo, let's meet. You know what I mean? And it's not even, like, transactional because I hate being, like, in the sense of, like, I want something from you, right? It's just right. more so, like, all right, cool. I'm looking for a mentor because, like, I never really had one. Like I never, like I said, I'm green still to this space, but I'm still, like, succeeding, but I'm still green as ever, you know? Right. You're still hungry, which is, you know, which is dope. Uh, you know, you're not afraid to ask people questions. Uh, you want to build relationships with people. The the biggest thing I, I just heard you say, and I, I use it a lot as well, um, is kind of finding a few people or, you know, whether or not they're mentors or not, but people that inspire you to yeah. create or to produce anything. Like yeah. I might see a partnership and think, oh shit, this is actually a really dope partnership. I wonder who the brand is behind that. I wonder to know you know, who put this together or the type of work that people are doing? How are they, uh, you know, amplifying their platform? Are they doing content? Are they creating social media and and stuff like that too? So yeah, I'll have a list of, you know, people that I admire or I kind of want to learn how they did X, Y, and Z, just like sports, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big LeBron fan. So I know LeBron studies the game, you know, Kobe, you know, studied the game, like, Anybody, if you play sports at a high level, you know, you're probably studying your opponent. You're probably studying what other people are doing and and stuff like that. I just actually saw something. uh, I forgot what it was, but it was uh, it was talking about Kobe and it was some matchup that he had with Jordan. And I guess Jordan hit him, hit him with a move and Mm -hmm. you know, coming back down. Kobe's like subtly he must have just asked him a question like, hey, like, how'd you? X, Y, and Z. And I guess Jordan gave him, you know, a quick, a quick gem. You know, obviously he's not sitting in, sitting down right yeah. now picture and giving him everything, but he's like, hey, I give you a little bit because I see you grinding or I see you working. 
many people won't ask that question because they might be intimidated of the the, the person uh mm -hmm. worried about the response even before it, it even comes out of the other person's mouth or or what have you so you know fail fast get questions up um those are great ways to, to kind of be knowledgeable uh about everything that you're doing and working on too so um indeed it is it's, that's that's very true and also like kobe also i'm not going like as cliche as it sounds because you know everybody's a kobe fan right i don't know they were kobe fans before his death or you know etc kobe well his transition to storytelling when he started writing books yeah i was just okay like i i like i at that time i felt like i could do more than one thing and also like i have a cousin too who served in the military but now he's an executive producer at working on dying and they're doing music with like drake future i mean travis scott etc that also taught me that like shit, i can start from this field and work hard and get across to another field you know what i mean just understanding mm -hmm. that like, you know one stop doesn't mean you know you got to live here forever you got to do this forever not nah, like what I mean, like this life shit is limitless. It is like put yourself out there. You can do anything. And I was just talking to some kids uh, last week. I was just like, bro, like a dream. is not a fairy tale. It's a reality. Like straight up. You just got to work. If you work, you're working in your dream. You're not you're not going to see the pretty, the glitz and the glamour right away. But you're in that dream working. You feel me? People don't right. understand that because we're so fixated on like, like, damn, I need this tangible. I need this. I need this recognition. I need this right now. Like, nah, like you're living your dream. I, I was, when I was grinding, lack of sleep, school, working all at once, traveling, networking, I was living my dream because it was something that other people wouldn't do to get to where I'm at. So that's, a, that, that's huge. That's huge. Uh, building the pieces, creating your foundation. Um, yeah, people could be fixated on the, the social media likes the the comments the the following numbers and all that stuff all that probably will come uh in due time but like you said uh the grind is you know a big piece of that as well um mm -hmm. so, so that makes sense um cool so we got we got to you getting into into production um you being a, a sponge a fly on the wall absorbing finding value which is a a, a, a massive uh key right there so you're in you're in the position you're in the role on the production side of things kind of what does that look like you know for people that are unfamiliar with production yeah. and stuff um, like that, what does that look like what are you know some some things that uh they they for people could look forward to so like for me in my role as a producer right it's kind of like you you can't you wear multiple hats right and especially if your team is small you're deaf there's a lot of overlapping because there's some projects where i'm just like okay cool i might manage the pro project from a high, I can just be, I can serve as an EP, right? As long as I know who to hire or like what production vendor to hire and join forces with, I know I can kick my feet up, right? And that's not only in a way, just like being lazy, it's just more so like delegating because as a producer, you have to delegate, right? So for example, if say if, I don't know, like Pepsi comes to us for a, uh, for a job they want us to do, all right, cool, you got like 150 to spend. Okay, cool, do you got 150? I might not have the resources to get this job done. So as a producer, I, I know one thing I have to, I have to get it done. I have to take this project from A and I have to get it all the way to Z. So now I'm going to start calling all the other alphabets to come and help, you know, get the help. So I'm going to hire them, join forces. And really sometimes I kick my feet up, but then there's days where I like, all right, cool. I got 14,000. 
for a project. All right, shit. Those little budgets might they seem like a straightforward shoot, but they're also challenging because you got to hire people, you got to reach out to people, and you also got to like be a game. You're, I'm a manager essentially, like a game. I'm a GM, like I'm building mm-hmm. an actual team, right? Sometimes I might not know people. I'm going off of rec- you know off of like recommendations, word of mouth, or that word stuff. of mouth. Yeah, so like for me, it's just like every day is different. Some days are easy, some days are hard, but as a producer, it's really just you know delegating being that general manager, um, controlling the emotions because I need a deep, I need a DP to be in its greatest, you know, in its best mood to capture the whole entire, you know, shoot with no issues. I need a grip gaffer to light this stuff up, right? I need a talent to be great and happy. So he he's like giving his all because obviously the talent dictates, you know, the value and the content. Also the DP, I need a director to be good. I need a creative director to be good. I just need everybody to be good. You know what I mean? Just to complete my jobs pretty much right so obviously you know production jobs could be anywhere from commercials they could be Mm -hmm. pieces of content that want to come to life branded content uh brands might want to showcase a a new product or uh a new story that needs to be told or what have you those all could be a variety of different jobs uh and from everything that you said you're, you're the coach you're the gm you know for for example as a producer you're using your voice a lot uh, yeah. You're talking to a lot of different, you know, men and women on, on set, even the talent, whether or not, you know, whatever league or, or sport they're playing, those men and women kind of need instruction or need uh, an overview as well, oversight overall. There's also, from being on production shoots myself, understand that there's their manager that's on on site that might be sticking their nose in every everywhere. Uh, their <laughs> agent that might not want them to do or lift uh, certain things or do certain movements because, yeah. you know, that might affect something. How did you find your voice to essentially, you know, make these calls uh, to reach out to people, like you said, based on word of mouth, but also to delegate, uh, to direct, uh, you know, and steer the ship in a positive direction? Where did you kind of get that from? How did you build that that confidence um, to do that? I would say for sure, probably my, my dad from Alabama. So growing up, it was more like you know dj do this dj do that but he's also an entrepreneur too you know what i mean so like seeing him having people like you know do things for him to create money at a at a mass it's like oh shit like i know there's you can get this done but also working at the prison understanding people skills like understanding that like you know people listen and digest information differently you don't have to yell to get shit you know get stuff across um so for me i learned a lot of the stuff that I learned like in this producer field and this is of talking to people i learned that working at a prison because at the end of the day not only do i have to like tell them sometimes what to do right i have the workers like some of the you know inmates work for me right i still needed them to get the job done right so i had to like control grown men who come from situations where they don't know how to react to certain things some of them might be hot heads right but some of them just want to do it just because they want something to do um but yeah the prison bro and then just you know just seeing watching people everybody at body armor i see how you guys talk converse with each other mike fideli seeing them out in those rooms and those conversations me and you tara donald like everybody just watching too so so you had you had experience other experience that gave you tools to to make you successful ultimately to give you those that that confidence 
uh, to be able to use your voice uh, and, and, you know, direct. So again, another, another great thing as well is you pull something from your past. And I, I tell a lot of people this too, that, you know, just want to uh, chat really quick or learn about background and how to kind of mm-hmm. get into the sports industry or whatever like that is don't take for granted any of the earlier roles or positions that you were in. Um, I feel like I tell the story a lot. Like I was, my first role out of college was inside sales for an MLS team. Um, and I could not stand sales traditionally in the traditional, yeah. you know, picking up the phone to call a hundred, 110, 120 calls a day. Like I didn't understand that. I didn't understand the idea of like, all right, I got to essentially force or convince someone to buy X, Y, and Z. Uh, what I understood it later on was like, oh, snap, it's not necessarily the tickets per se, it's any product. Uh, and then it's understanding, okay, what are the needs of whoever's on the other line of that, that call? Like they might be, they might find value in these tickets, uh, this apparel, uh, this project, this idea, whatever, but I need to convince them to a certain extent that there is value here. Um, and I found out even though you leave sales in a certain sense, Sales are still in marketing. Uh, mm-hmm. You're still doing sales in in, in production, I'm sure, because you're selling people, you're convincing people, you're you know you're working alongside people to kind of get one job done. And you know you you catch more bees with honey than you do vinegar. So learning how to speak to people, speak with people, converse mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff, truly invaluable asset that you know you'll be surprised. You know working at companies and you know, there's VPs, presidents, whatever like that. They don't necessarily have that that skill mastered. Uh, and then also, to a certain extent, it's unfortunate, but people that, you know, might have been in college during the pandemic or during the height of the pandemic where, you know, maybe their work or school situation or interaction with other students kind of suffered just a little bit. Uh, and right. now they're kind of, you know, restarting as well. So being able to kind of find your voice, uh, pull from uh, other opportunities and roles that you had totally makes sense. Um, it's something that I, I could clearly hear and see that you have kept uh, and are sharing with, you know, the next next generation as well. Definitely. Uh, you you, you kind of, you have to, because like, bro, like what I mean, it was hard to like get in a room where you like thought was impossible. It's hard because it's really a fight within. It's not really a fight externally. It's like not internally. Like, Right. I was my game. Like, yeah, like I'm psyching myself up. I'm trying to find inspiration. I'm listening to Nip. I'm listening to Kobe interviews. I'm just trying to figure it out how, like, how. You know what I mean? So now it's just like I just gotta pay it forward. Yeah. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. Um, so we we see now a bit of the future of of sports and, and media and entertainment. Uh, yeah. you know, we, we talk about media rights deals and, and leagues kind of taking their certain games or, 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 or things to certain nights on platforms and stuff like that. Yeah. From your, from your standpoint, uh, you know, on the production side, where do you see sports media going in the next five, 10 years as it relates to production uh, and, and all that uh, intertwined? Oh, I, it's not going nowhere. If anything, it's going to give even more and more, like more of attention. Um, is it a saturated it's already a saturated market but it's only going to get overly saturated which is cool because i think it'll challenge other creators to think outside of the box more just to tell a story differently from you know how can i do this 30 for 30 differently than the last dance 
or how can I do like this Steph Curry documentary, like different from what he has done. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's in a good place. Right. And I think it's in a good place because athletes are starting to understand the importance of telling stories. They understand that like, shit, I can get paid from these brands just to tell my story or just to be a talent. Right. But I can also employ people too at the same time and kind of like control my own narrative with it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's in a good space. Um, I think it's in a good space, but there's some things that I do think it needs work on. Like I do think there's need to be more black people in sports production and maybe production entirely. Cause I don't work on film, like on like stu- studio lots and stuff. Right. But in the sports industry and production, there definitely needs to be more, you know, black people, more Hispanics need to be more women. Um, and more black males and Hispanic males too as well, just because talent see everything. Some people, I don't know if some people think these athletes are dummies or not, but now these motherfuckers are smart. They are very smart, very smart. And they understand that like, you know, they're like predators, you know what I mean? They know when, you know, when they're not comfortable, like they know and they'll say it. They might not say it to anybody else, but I've been told numerous times like, man, why don't y'all got some, you know, black people here, I think, you know, why don't you got that? It's just, it's another challenge, right? But I, it's something that I want to do eventually when I get more established. It's like, all right, cool. How can I bring in more younger black Spanish people on a set? Just so one, you're going to get a great, great set because the talent is going to be super comfortable. Talent always want people who can relate to them on set. It's very hard to like have, I don't know, Amy and Joe on set and they might say something with no, you know, with no malice, but it's gonna be like, what the fuck? Like, why it, you might say be, that? it might be a little tone, tone deaf. It yeah. might be, it might like, hit the the wrong way. Yeah, like why you say that? You know what I mean? So just like, like, like I said, I think sports production and sports content is skyrocketing. Right? It's gonna probably hit its plateau soon, but there still need to be more, you know, diversity sets um, as time goes on. Yeah, no, uh, totally agree. Diversity is uh, imperative for, you know, business to, to to keep, you know, running at a high clip, but also mm-hmm. pr- produce uh, very well to, to have value too. So we've seen it. Uh, we've seen the, the positives uh, with diversity uh, within and around sports and entertainment too. So definitely a big deal. Um, cool, man. So we'll we'll, we'll close shortly. Uh, I got this thing rapid fire. Um, so. Uh, Right before we get into that, any any gems that uh, you could share, you know, you talked about your role in terms of thinking about how to get, you know, more diversity within production. Yeah. You know, let us know what you kind of think about in, in, in terms of, um, you know, how that could happen, how people can get into the industry, how can they learn more about production and, and especially mm-hmm. as it relates to sports and entertainment. What are some things that people could be could be doing today? they're in college or if they're fresh out of school uh you know what what are some things that they could to look to, to kind of do um definitely don't take everything personal I understand that like you know even though it's not film production it's still production like when I mean film like talking about, like cinema but it's still production right so it's still very vicious so you got to be able to control your emotions two I would say continue to be a student like one thing for me like I'm, I'm watching these older movies, like I'm watching Pulp Fiction, Quentin Tarantino movies. I'm watching, like I'm rewatching, like some of like Casinos or Goodfellas, just just seeing how things are done. Yeah, like classic films, even though they're they don't have nothing to do with sports. But at the end of the day, production is universal. 
So why not try to, you know, get inspired by like, you know, from Joe Schmo and bring it over here. But don't take nothing personal. I would say for sure. Go on Studio Binder on YouTube. Um, a lot of key resources there that you can learn from. You said Studio um, Binder? Yeah, Studio Binder. Okay. Um, definitely. They break down production to the to the to the furthest extent. Oh man, I got a lot, bro. <laughs> fell, just fell. Like if you fail, like understand that's not the end of the day. Like keep failing. Like who cares? Like fail, fail forward, fail, fail quick. Uh, you know, failure is not really failure. You're just learning a lesson. Yeah, just a that's lesson. The, that's the positive spin. That's that's how you should be framing it in your head mentally. Yeah, like Kobe done failed, right? Michael done failed. Arguably one of the best champions ever. LeBron done failed. You know what I mean? Um, man, that's so much, bro. Ask questions. Be curious. I would say use LinkedIn. Um, use your Instagram like DMs. If you see somebody, be persistent. You know what I mean? Don't be annoying. Be a human, right? And be kind. Because no matter what, where you go, if you're on set, there's a PA or whoever, shit, they might, you know, 10 years from now be higher than me. Oh, bro, I might need a job. You know what I mean? You never know. But it just really just be kind, just be a good person because, you know, people will do good by you if you're just nice and kind and understand that, like, you know, you don't have to be an asshole just to move forward. Like, straight up, bro, you don't. But just just put yourself out there and just just be green. Just just be eager. Be curious. That's that's like like some of the stuff that you got to do, but also take time to not do nothing too, and just really just to learn yourself. That's that's another thing I would say. Got it. Okay. Cool. All right. So we'll we'll jump into it. Uh, short short answers if you could. But what are three things that you have seen in your role as producer? Maybe something that you did not work on specifically, but maybe inspired you. Uh, or or maybe caught your eye, whether or not it was another brand, it was a league that did something cool uh, from a production uh, standpoint. Three things that you've seen. I said one more time. The beginning part again. My bad. Uh, so like three. What are three things that you've seen over the course of your time as a producer that has inspired you, uh, whether or not it been through a league specifically they produced something, or maybe another brand did something uh, uh -huh. that was pretty dope too. Shit, I would say the last dance for sure. Last dance, okay. <laughs> like the last dance inspired. That's all I gotta say. Like the last dance. Like if you haven't seen it, I hope everybody saw it. Just understanding, like even though Jordan controlled the narrative, right? But understand, like how a moment, a very, very, very important moment in basketball and history was documented and told at a very smooth. Like everything about that story was just smooth. Um, that right there was like the main thing that one that I wanted to do. Like I want to tell documentaries, and that's what I'm going to do. You know, I'm manifest. I'm that's what I'm going to do. But that was that was it right there. Anything else like Nike is just like all right, it's Nike. Like I, I, they inspired me all the time. But the Last Dance. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we love the Last Dance. That was uh, an amazing, amazing documentary as well. Um, cool. What's one thing you wish you knew or what's one thing you wish you could tell your younger self from a professional or, or personal aspect? What's read one more. thing that you read more? Okay. At an early age, don't, I mean, I'm 28 now. I'm starting to, I'm reading it a lot more than I, you know, that I've done in my past, but I think that would have made me more confident earlier in my career. Um, so read more. Okay. 
We love that. Uh, and then last one, final one, uh, most memorable on-set professional moment. I have a lot. Oh, shit. Yeah, all right, fine. You 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 left <sighs> off two on the last one, so. If you I know, I know I did. Because I only want, like, the last. If you three. Like, the last answer was, like, the last answer was so, like, it was so pivotal. Right. That was, so, that was um, a layup. All right, cool. That's fine. So, yeah. But, call, call um, <laughs> but, nah, I would say, like, honestly, like, I don't work with Marshawn Lynch and Chad Johnson uh, numerous times. My first time working with Marshawn, it was just, like, I don't think he's going to be, like, this. This mean, mean ass dude, right? He comes in on set, he just, you know, he cool vibing out. Straight up, just a natural, like just him. This is just him. This is where I understood why Marshawn is so important to sports production because you cannot get anybody else that's so un unapologetically, like unapologetically himself. But just being on set with him for the first time, taking some shots, um, I was like, fuck, like I'm here, like I'm here. That was my moment where like I'm fucking here. Um, second one, probably like moment was when I doing a documentary for fanatics. I went to Hawaii, kicked it with, uh, had to do a shoot for Vavai, Malapai. He was a running back coming out of USC. He was a talent, but I rapped with his parents and his family. They, they embraced me. Right. And that's when I learned that like, you know, being, a, being nice takes you places. Cause now it's just like, if I ever want to go to Hawaii and kick it with, you know, a Samoan family. It's like, all right, cool. I can call them up. Like, hey, man, like, what's up? Because I kicked it with them after I got done shooting. They took me around. They embraced me. It's like real love, like family over there. And third is this Chad. Chad is just what you see on the nightcap show is Chad. Yeah. What, you, what you guys see on the nightcap show with him and Shannon Sharp is really him. That's like him. So learning from him because he like I like that. I, I asked him questions because he's just like a, you know, He's he's he was here, right? He's here, but he also maximized his his production value just from being himself as well. But I learned a lot from Chad just from asking the questions. And he's just, you know, he's just a great dude. So just anybody I work with, honestly, and Lou Young too. That's another one. Okay. Lou Content Young great as well. Yeah. We're like big influencer, funny as hell, but just being a real person, genuine person, him and his and his people's like his talent crew is just the best, bro. Perfect. Well, sweet. I appreciate you for, for, for giving three on that one. I, I appreciate that. That was that was good. Um, cool, man. Well, well, DJ, appreciate you. Um, obviously, thank you again for being able to be available uh, to share, you know, gems and, and really your background, your story, which is obviously inspirational for the next generation, for people that are currently trying to get into the industry, interested in production uh, and content as well. Um, super helpful. I've learned some things as well uh in, any last words you want to share uh with with the the viewers and, and listeners feel free to drop yeah. it in there call your own shots do what you want like for real when, well, I, and i said it probably should have said this earlier too um and i'm not even just saying it just because like bryce my guy like nah that whole shot caller shit when i first got a first my first shirt from bryce where it says call your own shots on right here on your chest like i believe that because like i said before you can do anything in this world as long as you just have some type of desire motivation and understand that like you know there's going to be adversity you can literally call your own shots and do things your way and also make others who don't necessarily understand your background and your culture understand it if that makes sense you know what i mean like 
Have, like, just be you. Just be you on a pot of... Uh, why the fuck can I say the word? Anyway, <laughs> I don't know why I'm tripping off the word, but just be you and just call your own shots because you only get one life and you can literally do whatever the fuck you want. Like, I, I just... I, I'm doing it now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm doing it now. Like, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Perfect. I mean, that, that's the mic drop right there, man. We definitely gonna get that one uh, clipped up too. Uh, DJ, appreciate you. Thank you again. Uh, enjoy the holidays. Uh, and I'll speak to you soon. Yes. Appreciate you.